0: I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com, coming to you live from the palatial Franklin Estates in the west end of Richmond, where it is Tuesday, October the 30th, since uh, Halloween's on Wednesday, we and Virginia's playing a day early. We had to switch things up a little bit. Um, Not only are the Cavaliers ranked in the Associated Press Top 25 for the first time in seven years, but the Cavaliers are also ranked in the college football playoff ranking for the first time ever. So obviously we're going to spend a lot of time tonight talking about basketball cuz you know that makes a lot of sense. Um no we didn't <laughs> we didn't really plan it very well this year. Um I I guess I'll take the L for that. Um but we're going to do a little bit of football and then we'll talk uh basically to let this serve as sort of our uh preseason basketball podcast um and we'll talk a little bit about you know the season that's a, the head for the Cavaliers coming off of obviously a ridiculous season last year. There's no there's no way around that. Um, and the, and the Wahoos are obviously poised for a big year, and, and we know Braxton Key will be available, so we'll have lots to discuss. Um, before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody up in Fishersville. David Spence is on the show. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Brad. Life's pretty good. Who Days on the board at Who Days on Twitter.
0: And up in Arlington, staff writer Justin Ferber is also on the show. How are you? Doing
2: well, Brad. at um, Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter, and I would like to make a request. Wow um i would like you to start introducing us in the voice of the scott stadium pa
0: announcer and <laughs> up in arlington justin ferber you like that is That what you that's want? pretty good yeah? yeah that's exactly all what right I was talking out about. in fisherville david spence that's see that one's harder to do i need i need uh i need more syllables dave i need you to have you a know, different
2: the name the one that throws me off is how he says dubois how does he, he says, say it? Dubois.
0: Oh, he does. That's true.
2: I see Dubois. Like he's yeah, like he's a, he's surprised that he caught
0: it. Ferber and I are very. Uh, hold on, cast corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore corner. Great place for the in game updates, content items, and occasional witty banter. Um, Ferber and I are very um particular about the people who run the PA wherever we are, and when whenever there is someone who gets who is notable enough to to remember, right? So there's Bane. Right for Wake Forest, who also does the uh, ACC tournament, where we're in Greensboro. Um, but this the guy, unmistakable. Yeah, he uh, he's he's incredible. Cody gonna, Miller McIntyre. I was going to say you are going to do the Cody Miller McIntyre. Uh, but the guy at Scott Stadium, I mean, Ferber and I sometimes will have like whole sections of the game where we only talk in his voice, which is <laughs> great. Um, he does be- a great job. He de- No, he does. He, I I, I'm, I thoroughly enjoy it. The, uh, yeah, I, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be like making fun. Yeah, yeah. We're not poking fun at the guy. We're actually. It's actually really fun for us. Um, and, and what, he's been there forever. Yeah, and what's weird too is that in the press box we have like our own little um, voice guy who he, he he says things that are obviously different because um, he's he's relaying strict um you know facts basically. He's not he's not just saying the the name of the player. Or that's a UVA first down. He's saying gain of seventeen, first and ten at the Carolina thirty-seven. Like he's he's basically relaying to us what the official you know mark is. But what I always find funny about um, that is that like we hear both of them, and so sometimes you'll have a situation where they say things differently, or they're given yeah, it's like contradicting. Yeah, and it's pretty fun. But yeah, I like that dude a lot, and uh, I do love. Uh, and on the tackle, Micah Kaiser. Yeah, that's Pretty a
2: great. great name for him. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it one great. of the all-time names. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think, uh, um, what's the he he? There's one he's uh, uh, Charles Snowden. I think he really enjoys now. Charles Snowden. It, I think that's a big. All right, we got to We got to move on. Um, yeah, we are way into we are. Far. Yeah, we, we yeah. Uh, there are people like like looking at the at the thing ticking off the, the seconds right now. So uh, Virginia goes out, beats Carolina, 31-24 Thirty-one twenty-one um in a game um i mean i expected them to win by double digits i don't know about the rest of y'all um i, I don't want to get too far into like this particular that game because i don't want to say it was not exciting or important but it just sort of was exactly what virginia needed to be cavaliers are now ranked in the in the ap top 25 they're at 23 um their chances for the coastal division uh given what's in front of them obviously they control their own destiny and all that fun stuff but you know, Pitt comes to town after giving up like a million yards uh, to Duke last week. Um, I guess as, as before we get to to Pitt proper, Dave, we'll start with you. Do you what what, what stage of believing in this team are you? Do you, are you all the way in now? Um, do you are you still hand ringing over there? What's your where are you at these days?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I, I believe this team's a little different. Belief is. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent there. I'm like 90% there. Um, I still think there's some things that I haven't seen from this team yet. And one of them we'll be talking about today is, is can they beat a team who was going to line up and stick to running the ball? Um, you know, it's, we haven't, we've had some teams that have the ability to run, but we haven't played many that will stick to it over and over, except for maybe Indiana. I think Indiana's probably got the most rushing attempts against us. And we, um, Ohio was close, to, close to thirty, I think, but a lot of that was because the game was over at some point. Um, so that little bit, little bit of doubt is still there. Um, but overall, like I thought, the beginning of this game against Carolina, the first half and the beginning of the second half was pretty much answered a lot of questions you could have about this team. Um, you know, it was the one. T- you're playing a team that's got one win, who's really playing for nothing but pride at that point, um, but also a team you hadn't beaten at home since 2008. Virginia came out and marched down the field and scored a touchdown to start the game. And then Carolina kind of returned the favor, but Virginia went right back down the field and scored again. So, And then when it was tight at halftime, they came out three and out and then scored a touchdown to, to kind of separate it and kind of take away any belief. And I think that's what a champion team does. And that's something we haven't seen a lot of in the past years. And this team is starting to show you the ability to do that.
0: What about you, Ferber?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty close to where Dave is, honestly. Um, I mean, they've continued to show us that they, I think they kind of know who they are now um, on offense. Um, you know, they seem to be, you know, pretty consistent in what they want to do, their identity and all of that. Um you know, they, they understand what Bryce's role in the offense is and, and what he's going to have to bring to the table for them to be able to win as, along with the Lama day, um, and the running game and all of that. So I think this is a lot more like, I mean, we've said this throughout the season, but this is more like what they wanted to do all along. And it really seems like the first two years were kind of, you know, probably five years from now, we'll look back on those first two years as kind of the outlier, as far as how the offense is run and, uh, you know what they try to do with the running quarterback. Um, on defense, everything's been good, but I am 100% aligned with Dave in that if I was coaching against this defense, I would just try to run it down their throat. Um, and I think some of the teams they've played have had talented players in the backfield and have had success in games prior running the ball, but they haven't had the wherewithal to like stick with it, right? And part of that is because UVA's been getting out to early leads, and the, I guess those teams, you know, they feel okay passing the ball and they're willing to to try that rather than running the ball and running the clock out. Um, this week they'll play a team that is much more committed to the ground game, and that's pretty much their path to success. So, I mean, I don't think that they're going to start airing it out unless it's, like, absolutely essential. So UVA's goal should be to try to make that essential. But um, I, I still think with Pitt and Georgia Tech on the schedule in the next couple of ACC games – we're going to find a lot more out about how good the run defense is against two teams that are just going to stick with it. Um, and uh, but other than that, I mean, I, the improvement is there. I, I'm I'm all in on the fact that they're better than they were last year, and I think that you can see the growth in the team. The special teams has improved by leaps and bounds. Um, the blocking has gotten better for the most part than it has been in previous years. Uh, the defensive scheme is good, um, and the, you know the secondary I think has been excellent um you got more probably I think I don't think you guys would argue with the fact that there's more speed on the field um from the skill guys on both sides of the ball so I think that that stuff is all good and and obviously they're trending in the positive direction so I, I'm I'm buying in I mean the fact that they got ranked this year is great and uh, obviously they still have their goals set higher than than what they've been able to accomplish so far but um I'm not going to sit here and say like this team is like the best team you know that we've seen in so many years because, you know, we still have to see how they play down the stretch.
0: What's interesting about this whole conversation we're having is that it sort of does underscore, right? The idea that that records don't always tell the story, just like, you know, when I do the grades piece, right? The grades don't always tell you everything about a game. I mean, they tell you a lot, but it didn't tell you everything. The, the, a team's record doesn't always show you, the measure of that team, but it is definitely the thing that you're going to get judged by, uh, especially in college football because of the number of games and everything like that. For Virginia to 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 sort of be successful, I don't think the Cavaliers have to change too much about what they're doing right now. I do think they have to be able to take the top off of an, a defense every once in a while. I think their downfield passing game is a little bit problematic. Um, they 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 don't want to you you don't want to be too um, reliant. Um, on Bryce making big plays because he's escaping, right? You, you You would like some stuff that's a little bit more set, a little bit more designed. Um, defensively, I, I, I'm curious to see, I'm, I'm not you know, I don't know if I'm as big a believer in where you guys are coming from on just running down their throats. I, I think you're right that that teams haven't, especially because Virginia's gotten out to big leads or faster leads, um, so to speak, um, that they haven't had a team that could stick to the running game. I'm curious to see what it looks like. I I think for that defense, to me, tempo was a problem. Like, Ferber and I were talking about this on Saturday. Like, when Carolina started to pick up tempo, Virginia really struggled. And um, there were a couple times where I thought the Cavaliers should call timeout, you know, just to sort of stop that bleeding. But overall, I I think that there are definitely some weaknesses. I think strength-wise, like, to your point, like they know who they are and they don't have to. They don't have to, you know, they're not, they are a blue collar. They're not going to whine you and dine you. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to rely on smoke and mirrors. Like, they are exactly who they put on film every week. Um, You know, I think Bronfeld does a nice job of bringing in some new wrinkles on the um, special team side. But realistically, like, what you see them do, they just do. And they, you're either going to have to beat them by making them change or you're going to have to out execute them as they do what they do. Um, I think they do a nice job of, um, I think they do a nice job of swarming to the ball. I think they, do, you know, they are, um, they they seem to they seem to sort of um, rise to the occasion. And I think that's one difference with this team. You know, they we talked a lot at the NC State game, right, about you know the fact that they didn't do they didn't they didn't make enough plays on 50-50 balls and whatnot. But like they've done a really nice job in recent weeks especially during this little win streak, of like making the most of their opportunities. Sure, they need to score more touchdowns in the red zone, um, but I, I just think that they have done a nice job of, of doing exactly what they're supposed to do, and I think that in of itself is a, is a nice step in the right direction. Um, you guys are really concerned about Pitt. I think that's fair to say. Dave, why are you so concerned about Pitt?
1: Uh, a lot of what we've already talked about, but Pitt— I think you've got to look at the Duke game and and kind of an overall thing. The Duke game was kind of freaky, um, but you know Pitt's going to line up you know, two tight ends and and pound the ball at you. Um, I mean, they've run the ball like three hundred and sixty something times this year. I mean, their passing game is largely is largely short passes set up. You know, almost almost like a triple option pass. They run a lot of screens after you start, if you start selling out to the run too much, they'll hit you with the screen and get behind you. Um, you know, their explosiveness doesn't come from throwing the ball down the field. It, you know, it comes from the running game. I, I think I texted you guys, but you know, watching them play Duke and then going back and watching some of the other games they've played this year. To me, you almost have to have the same, um, defensive keys and, um, uh, responsibilities and everything else that you do playing georgia tech um, they use the jet sweep as almost their their third you know second or third running back they they jet sweep a lot like 31 times or something already this year in, in eight games so when you've got a receiver coming like that you've got running back like Olson, who's who's got you know he's not elite speed guy but you know i'd say he's a little faster top end than jordan and we know jordan can take it so and he's a power guy, so you combine that with uh, the quarterback doesn't like to run a lot, but sometimes he'll pull it and throw that little quick ball to the tight end or throw it back to the to the screen. So the defense is going to be very very disciplined. Um, they they're going to have to set the edge this week because they do like to attack the edge. And the reason I'm I'm a little hesitant about it is I don't want to poo poo what the defense has done since the NC State game. Um, I think they went to the NC State game not really concerned about the run, and that's why NC State was able to run. But the adjustments they made, you know essentially they've shut down Duke, uh, Miami Duke and Carolina for running the ball with a two-man, two-defensive lineman look almost every play. Um, and that, that's that been great. The reason I'm a little confused about teams having to continue to pound them isn't that Virginia's not stopping that early. It's that there's not many guys on the field, and you can wear them out. So why you don't keep doing it? I don't quite understand. So Pitt will keep doing it, especially if the game's close. So that's that's what concerns me. Now now Pitt's not a team without flaws, but that we have seen them kind of come in and out physical us. So it's gonna be interesting to see if all that talk about getting stronger and and being prone to violence, as as Bronco's been quoted as saying this week. This is probably the game that is going to show up the most, um, at least in this part of the schedule.
0: Herbert, when you when you evaluate Pitt, whether it's for stuff for the side or just in in your own brain, is this the the game that you're worried Virginia loses? Like, is it, b- it because of the matchup? Um, because of maybe because Pitt's playing so well offensively? Like, where where does your source of of um, you know potential worry about this game come from?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's the running game, probably. Um, I don't. I, don't necess- I wouldn't say, like, this is the game they're going to lose. Uh, I don't have that kind of, you know, like, that's not where I am with it. But um, I do think that there is a risk of losing it. Um, just because of the, you know, the way that Pittsburgh can take these running plays and get chunks on you. And you saw what North Carolina was able to do when they were able to do that against UVA in the past game and keep the tempo up. You know, they were able to kind of get the defense on their heels and take chunks of yards. Um, but... You know, do I think Pitt comes in and wins? Not, not necessarily, but um, I think there is a recipe for it to happen, and that is, you know, turning these little run plays into 20, 30-yard runs and, like Dave said, kind of out-physicaling the defensive line. I mean, that's something that they've done to great success against UVA in the past. Um, so, I mean, if, if they're able to do that on, in, on Friday night, I mean, who knows what happens. But... Um, Something that makes me a little less concerned is that Pitt's defense looks pretty bad, um, just in general. I, I you know, Duke kind of torched them. I, what I saw when I looked at that game both ways was a lot of uh, misdirection stuff, jet sweeps from both teams, screens, uh, attacking the perimeter, and not necessarily right up the middle of the defense. Um, I think UVA would be a little bit better at that, considering how like mobile their outside linebackers are and how good they've been in pursuit and with tackling. But I just saw a lot of missed tackles, a lot of um, plays that should have been small plays turned into big plays. And UVA can't afford to have that happen to them. But if Pitt plays a defensive game like they did on Saturday against Duke, when they come down here on Friday, then they're going to lose.
0: The the Carter kid is a problem. Like yeah, he's fast. That that dude. I mean, he's like a projectile just waiting to be fired. Like he is he is something. And I think what's crazy about it is, is that like, I mean, look, if you can find a dude like that, however many you can find, you devour him, right? You just bring out as many of them as you can. It's really interesting to me the way Pitt's playing this, where they're trying to redshirt him, but like how, how did, what were you doing? What what were you doing? Yeah, I don't of,
2: They must've, they must've just completely missed that evaluation. I mean, they didn't miss it by getting him, but I mean, they missed it by, you know, like not having him out there earlier because that could have changed some of the games
1: they played. Yeah, yeah, but they, they did say you know, he was working out as a defensive back until they decided to try him as a running yeah, back. Yeah, he was with a scout, scout team. team
2: player. Yeah, uh, and that and he was just blowing them away in practice. And they were but like, all in
1: all, I the they're field. three and one in the ACC, so they have. I mean, if they and now they've got him for three games, so maybe they didn't use him wrong. I don't know. We, you can argue that. But, uh, but I wouldn't. I would have used the dude from game one. Game yeah, one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But he didn't play against Notre Dame, right?
1: No, he. This okay, is his first game. game.
0: Yeah, that's what Close. I'm saying. Like, if I have a dude like that, he's gonna play against Notre Dame. Like, do you see? Do you, it, like, this is one of those times where, like, I understand that the coaching staff has sometimes can just find a diamond in a rough and whatnot. But like, if you watch this kid and you thought he should be playing defensive back, I mean, nobody thought Bryce Hall should stay wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna pick. The, I'm not gonna pick the game because they're. This is a dumb decision. But like, how do you have that dude on your team and you're like, no, no, it's fine. I'll pick Sam Bowie. Like, what? No. No, no. Like, this kid can ball. He should have been playing all year long. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. One um, thing
2: with their ACC record, because I know that people have – I think it caught some people off guard. Um, because, you know, for the last couple of weeks, you know, the coastal conversation has ratcheted up. And a lot of the conversation has been about Virginia Tech and Miami basically being the competition. But, I mean, here we sit. <laughs> this game is basically for first place. Um, Pitt is 3-1, and one, but they won all those games at home. Um, they beat Syracuse at home, they beat Duke at home, and they beat, oh my God, it's a skate, Georgia Tech Georgia at Tech. home. Right. Um, and I believe all those games were close. Uh, yeah, Syracuse I, was overtime. Syracuse was overtime, and the, the Georgia Tech game, they got a lead, and then Georgia Tech came back, I believe. It was like 24 nothing, and then Georgia Tech came back. Anyway, they, they have played one conference road game, and they lost it to North Carolina. Um, they gave up 38 points to North Carolina in that game and so we really don't know i I think there's still some questions about how good this team is um they they are a candidate to you know finish with a winning record get to a bowl game and maybe win the division i guess if, if they're on the high end of of you know what we think they can be but if if their record is more of like a flash in the pan scheduling quirk that wouldn't really surprise me either i mean we saw that with uva last year they started, what, 2-0 and o in conference and then ended up 3-5. and five. Right. So, I mean, that, that kind of stuff does happen.
0: Well, let's get to this uh, prediction portion because we're 20 minutes in. We obviously have basketball to talk about as well. Uh, Dave, in the preseason, you picked Virginia to lose this game 24-20, to 20, I believe. That uh, yeah, sounds f- about right. Do you think that uh, – what do you think? I mean, Vegas obviously doesn't agree with you, but what, do you, what are you thinking?
1: No, I'm not going to pick Virginia to lose this game, but I, this one does scare me. Um, we had kind of talk, when we were talking about Carolina last week. I think we brought Boston, Boston college last year up. If anything, this game is more similar to Boston college, you know, a team that's physical and isn't flashy, but can you stop them? Um, and pretty much, you know, record wise, a little bit different, but same about the same part of the year. So it, it is a team that, that scares me. Um, I think they're going to, I think it's going to be some points scored. I, I don't see Virginia shutting down their offense completely. Uh, but their defense, you know, as much as we talked about their offense, their defense, I don't want to say it's a bag of yuck, but it, it kind of is. Um, it's so inconsistent. Um,
0: and just lost they, one of its best defensive linemen, too.
1: Yeah, and, and their defensive line, you know, even before that, wasn't – I would say it's – I think Carolina's defensive line is probably more dynamic than theirs. Um, Without they've got a doubt. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got they have a, a better defensive line. Yeah, I think – Carolina and Pitt are similar. They both have one. They both have one really good cornerback and kind of some uh back there. They play a lot of zone. They've kind of struggled when the quarterback ran the ball. They gave up over three hundred and fifty yards passing to a, a dude from Duke. Um, so the defense is kind of wishy. Um, all that said, like. I believe in Bryce Perkins. I believe in Alameda. I believe in the leadership of this team and the coaching staff is said, saying all the right things. I'm not going to pick against them in this game. Um, we could all be wrong. Like, if it's 40 to 10 coming out, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm going to pick it to be closer. My Virginia went in this thing 34 to 28. And a barn burner on a Friday night. Hopefully not delayed by lightning.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Um ferber in the preseason you had virginia uh winning this game you were the one of the three of us who had uva beating pit you had him it's 24 23 um i know you like to you normally you like to stick with what you pick but um something tells me you're going to be moving that needle a little bit on this one yeah
2: i'm going to move it up a little bit um i kind of agree with what dave said i think it's a
0: tricky game
2: um i don't get the sense that uva is like overlooking anyone at this point um I never really felt in that Carolina game like it was a letdown performance. I thought Carolina – honestly, I thought Carolina played a better game than what we've seen in some of their other games, and I think they are kind of trending up. So I don't think that the back-and-forth nature of it really says anything bad about UVA. But anyway, um, Pitt, I, I don't really know. I was kind of surprised at how that game went. I thought Pitt would win, and I was kind of surprised that they would. They were underdogs. But um, that says more about my opinion of Duke than them. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of those games where it's a good thing, I think, that it's at home. Um, UVA's playing well at home. And I think if it was in Pittsburgh, I could see it going the other way. Um, uh, but I think if UVA – the key for me is UVA needs to get out to a lead, right? And I'm going to write about it in the preview, but UVA 6-0 when they lead at halftime, and they're 0-2 when they trail, right? And I think they've scored first in four of their eight games, and in those four games they're 3-1. One. The one loss was to Indiana – where they gave up a touchdown on Indiana's first drive. So uh, I think that the fast start is important because it gets the other team's offense off balance and UVA's defense thrives on playing with that lead. And then their offense doesn't have to press so much and Bryce can get out and kind of like move the chains and do what he has to do. And they can still play a balanced offense and not have to rely so much on throwing the ball down the field. So I think if they can get out to a lead, they will be fine here. If they get behind early, and Pitt is able to kind of like take these chunks of plays on the ground, then I think that it could be a long night. Um, I'm leaning a lot more towards the former happening, just because that's what's been happening, and I think that they've been playing well at home. And I think they're going to show up for this one, and I don't know how that Duke game is going to affect Pitt. It could be something that gives them momentum. It could be something that just is like you know, coming in, on a short week after a game like that Sometimes it can be challenging So I'm going to go UVA 28-21 In a game that is pretty competitive But UVA leads throughout
0: My my problem with the scores you guys have given out so far In the preseason Brad by the way Had uh, Pitt winning this thing 27-20 um, My problem right now is like I don't think that the team That just gave up like 100 points to Duke In a win Is going to hold UVA to 27 points or what did you pick, Dave? 33-20? 34 34-28? Yeah. It's definitely going to be. I think Virginia's going to score in the 30s. Um, I, I, I have a problem figuring out how. Like, I can see a scenario where Virginia says, all right, Kenny Pickett, is he any different than uh, Nikosi Perry? And if he's not, um, what, what do we need to do to make them throw the ball? Well, we have to shut down the run. Well, if you, if you sell out for the run, and you make it look like you're selling out for the run, and you're basically preparing for their play-action pass and, and, and stuff to that, that that we know that they do so well, right? Um, or at least they've done historically well, I should say. It, it it feels like, to me, the classic sort of Bronco defense move, which is to make it look like one thing and then to make it be something else, right? What did he say? I, I forget which game it was. I, I think it was... Um, Uh, Duke but he basically said Yeah we're sending the same number of guys It's just it looks different and I feel like They're going to do something like that here where they're going to basically Make it look like they're selling out for the run but they're Really not Uh, and that they basically Want you to get into the play action pass I, I just I have a problem seeing Pitt have continued Consistent success if they can't at least throw the ball some. And I just don't know if this kid can do that. Consequently, I don't think Pitt's defense can stop UVA's offense right now. Maybe if this was you know, two more weeks and whatever, whatever. But like after I, I mean I'm, and maybe there's some recency bias going on here, but I just have a problem. I have a problem trusting Pitt's defense. And I think Virginia's offense it, it has it has not been they've done enough to win games, but they haven't been, Really good lately And I feel like They're about to Break out the Whoop and stick um, Give me the Cavaliers uh, 35 to 24 um, To win it I, 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 I don't know I think they're Going to keep up This thing And I, I think the Fact that it's A Friday night game And that Pitt is 3-1 and one, It's a perfect Remedy to make Sure that you Don't uh, lose focus I, I think that they've, yeah. they've earned that
1: Yeah and one thing Like at the end Of the Duke game French got dinged up And Olison Was out with His hamstring All wrapped up So That'll be interesting to see on a short week where they have to travel. Whether those guys are either a able to practice all week or b, you know, healthy and ready to roll. Yeah, and,
2: I haven't heard anything about French, but that was a really weird thing. Yeah, he like limped off the field sprinting.
0: Yeah, it was, was like, bizarre.
2: It looked like a glitch in Madden or something. He was like <laughs> trying to between roll his jersey off the field, and his limp. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it was, it was so weird. But I mean, it was a crazy game for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's a very if you guys haven't been tracking like Virginia went, <laughs> Justin and I may have discussed it a little bit the past few days, but Virginia winning this game is probably is very important for them to have any chance to win the Coastal.
2: Yeah, this is the biggest game of the Bronco Mendenhall era to
1: date.
0: Period. Woo! Yeah, I'm going to put that little tagline. Uh, That that'll be the Uh, title of the show. There you go. That's the title of the show: the biggest game of the Bronco Mendenhall era. There
2: you go. I won't say
0: that. Uh, And 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 dot 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 and hoops. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, so. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, and obviously it's been a, a, a topic that we've kicked around uh, not only on the show but also in you know our preseason Q and A's that we've released so far. Uh, I don't want to talk so much about last year at all. I, I want to focus on this team. So we know Braxton Key is going to be available. Uh, we know the schedule. It, it doesn't look terribly challenging to me. It it there are obviously some some teams in there that um, in the non conference that you're um, that you're looking at going okay that ought to be a good game. Um, I fully expect Virginia to both be different in ways and also completely consistent in others. And what I mean by that is I, I think that how Tony uses Braxton Key, I don't want to say will be the key, because that's just so punny, and I'm really not looking forward to all the key puns all year long, but I do I think he is absolutely the critical piece of the puzzle for UVA this year. I, I know Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy, Mamdi, Diakite, um, DeAndre Hunter, Jack Salt—they're the guys we know. They're the pieces that that we've seen plenty of. But I think that the way Tony uses Braxton and how he and Dre bounce around, but you know what they're being asked to do and how they're you know using them in matchups—I think that makes Virginia's season. It works; they go far. It doesn't; they're in trouble. Um, and when I say trouble, I mean uh, in terms of like having the sort of success that they that we know. Um, you know that they they can have Dave as you approach this basketball season um, What's the one Sort of unknown to you That you feel like Has the biggest Bearing on the season at large
1: First of all It's another year, another year Basketball has interrupted our discussion of the ACC coastal race for football um, But The one thing for me is And, and this one's kind of weird it hit me a couple of Days ago it's maybe i'm way off base but the personality of the team like i was thinking about what's going to be different and what kept coming to me was not wasn't just the talent of a guy like devin hall or isaiah wilkins but the role they had on the floor like you know kyle can be excitable ty can be excitable dre same way but you always had devin or isaiah on the floor to kind of say you know chill out little little guy (laughs) you know you know so who's going to, what's the personality of this team going to be like on the floor? Is is it going to be all up? Who's going to be the guy to kind of keep them even? Um, and since I've kind of that popped in my head a couple of days ago, I've been playing it out and I don't, I don't know. I just think they're going to be at a different, they're going to have a different personality. They're going to be a little more chippy and a, you know, a little more brash even. And I don't know that that's a bad thing. Um, maybe, maybe it's a terrible answer, but for me, that's what I'm interested to see and and how that develops during the offseason, uh, the out-of-conference portion of the schedule.
0: What about you, Ferber? What's the one unknown that you feel like is going to have the biggest bearing on this season?
2: It's a good question. Um, I'm good at that. Yeah. just Wow, you just think about this stuff all day long while you're watching your Apple events,
0: don't you? Yeah. Um, didn't what? have to put me on blast like that. Jeez. No, no, I'm just kidding. You, oh, know, whatever. Yeah. you know, it's on the recording. I'm yeah. not going to cut it out now. Thanks. Man,
2: I, th- I think there's at least 8% of our podcast where you've mentioned like an Apple product or some sort of product placement sponsored by a
0: uh, sponsor. By- <laughs> yeah, if I could get Apple to sponsor the podcast. Hey, if they, yeah. if they, hey I'm not
2: turning down the sponsorship. That's, That's true. true. They want to
0: yeah, Apple. Call me. Have your people. What's up? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm back at the ranch. What, what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go.
2: Um, my question honestly is, um, how good is Deandre Hunter going to be? Um, is he going to be the same guy we saw last year or is he going to be a different version right he is coming off of an injury um, i don't think that's going to be a huge factor in his play but um, if he takes the leap then i think this team can be really really good and make up for some of those things that dave was just talking about with you know losing dev and losing uh isaiah and the personalities and and also the play on the court you know the the defensive uh things they brought to the team and and obviously devin's ability to score um if he's the same I don't think that's necessarily a problem, but I think that UVA will have to find another guy to, to score and and get things done. Um, I I think that if he can develop his, his outside shooting game a little bit more, and then obviously continue to just do the things that he was starting to do well last year, getting to the basket. Um, you know, he was the guy that could do those things. He was a zone buster. Um, that's a valuable piece. And I think that if he can make that next step, I mean, they can, they can make the next step. Um, Whether that happens or not, I don't think that necessarily will change the course of the season dramatically, but I think that that could be enough of an incremental change to get you over the hump, um, or at least let you maintain the same level of success you've had in the regular season. Um, My observation from the blue-white scrimmage that we went to a couple weeks ago is that he looks remarkably bigger. And I know that people say that about every player on the team, but he actually stood out to me. He looks a (laughs) lot.
0: But this time it's true.
2: (laughs) I mean, I said that at the time, like everybody's always like, man, Ty looks a lot bigger. Kyle looks a lot bigger. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can't really tell the difference, but with him, he did look different. So that'll be interesting to see.
0: I think for me, like I said, key is the, is the critical piece of the puzzle. Um, he, and I think, and let me expand on this. Like, I feel like what you can do when you have one DeAndre we saw Virginia do a lot of last year, and they were tough to 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 play because defensively, he he was such a um, you know a, a, a versatile piece. But then offensively, when they needed when they needed buckets, he could just go get you one. Um, I'm not gonna t- gonna say Braxton is like another DeAndre, but he's not that far off. And I don't want to make too much of a, a a mountain out of the molehill that was the scrimmage, but. I mean, his defense on Kyle Guy, I thought was I was very impressed. I mean, because when Braxton was a recruit, he he was just he was not a he was not a three. He was not a solid three. He might have been a three four, but he wasn't a three. And I legitimately could see him playing minutes at the three. And I think that's that leads into my my unknown, which is the way that the that the the pieces fit together in terms of rotation, right? So we know what the five is going to be. We know Braxton's probably going to be first off the bench. We know Kihei Clark continues to impress. Uh, the coaching staff in the in the preseason, um, we know Marco Anthony is is going to be expected to to play minutes. We know Jay Huff, if he doesn't play, Lord have mercy, it will be a revolt on my hands. Um, so we know a lot of the way that the we we know the names. We don't know the way that they fit together. Um, one of the things about Braxton being available is that when you go small, you have you have different versions of small. You can have like a big small, you can have a small small. You know, you could have Kihei at the 1, Ty at the 2, Kyle at the 3. There's a lot of flexibility between uh what Kihei brings you defensively and what Braxton and DeAndre bring you defensively combined. And then I think we all understand that if mamadi uh, to Brad Soderberg's point in my Q&A, if, if Mommy diakite takes that step forward, like the, they they the Braxton thing all of a sudden i mean i i don't want to say it doesn't matter but it's not as you know what i'm saying like as mommy if he's dialed in offensively and can be within himself defensively i mean that is a that's a heck of a piece i mean he's he is his potential is so untapped still um that that i think is is for me the thing that um that i focus on a lot schedule wise dave as you look at the way things co- sort of stack up are you concerned at all about the schedule? How do, Where does? Wh- what are the? Um, and you can. And we don't have. We're not going to go through and pick every game. But uh, if you want to look at the ACC or just the early season, like when I just give me some stuff on the schedule. Like, how do you feel like it sort of sets up for UVA?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I tried to get excited about the schedule, but uh, I, I don't. Virginia maybe lose loses one in the out of conference two maybe. I mean, there's no one in there that scares you, right? I mean, there's not. You're not going to Kansas or you know going to Kentucky. Um, I guess Florida or Butler would probably be the best teams we play. Um, you know, VCU is always fun, but it's at home this year, and I think that's a whole different you know a whole different animal when it's at home. Um, there's really nothing on there scary, you know. So the You're Attica, not scared to College port? Yeah. <laughs> Well, th- that's a different not tr- not from a basketball <laughs> not for not for ones. on the court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if you make it inside the arena, you're fine. Um, I mean, that'll be interesting. I uh, for- honestly, I forgot about that one, but um, yeah, that that'd probably be the most fun one, just because I, I want to go in there and spank them. Um, that'd probably be the best road atmosphere we face. But look, you're <laughs> I-, I don't mean to like poo poo on your question, but you- you're talking about a team that won 31 games last year. and, Barely, barely lost in the regular season. No, right? and
0: and, there, and and let me pause, yeah. let me pause you there because that's actually the reason I ask because expectations are funny, right? There's a difference, yeah. as I like to say, between excitement and expectation. Excitement says, "Hey, the team has only lost one game or only lost two games." You get into the schedule, and like, yeah, it's not, it's not going to you know blow you away, but at the same time, like, there are some 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 spots, and you could get to you know, January 19th when you're going to Durham and you could have four losses or three losses and people, you know, and I think that the reason I ask about the schedule is like, do you, do you see a team? Do you see potential, you know, potholes here and there, or do you see a, a, a slate that go, that, that, that really works again in their favor, the way last year's did clearly, clearly they're, they're going to be talented and none of it, none of it in the regular season, as we all well know matters, but I'm just curious from a, from a, a scheduling standpoint in terms of what, what the season will be, right. How yeah. that sort of stacks up for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the out conference, I think it's good in that there's not a whole lot of like whole lot of easy wins. Um, like you can roll anyone out there and win them. Um, there's enough out there to kind of get rolling. You know, Towson's going to be you know, no offense. Well, maybe I shouldn't take that based on last season, but, um, you know, Towson should be a good game to get your feet wet. George Washington, it's not going to be a pushover. You're going to have to play well. Um, Middle Tennessee State, I think, is going to have a, a decent team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good as far as you're not going to be able to just play like crap and win these games. But Virginia will probably be favored in every single out-of-conference game. Um, maybe maybe Butler or Florida, depending on how they're looking by the time they get to Atlantis. Um, but I, I do like the way it kind of sets up and lets this team gel because you are replacing a couple of very important pieces. Um, you're going to have Dre playing a more permanent role, you know, uh, a more – a starter role play more minutes um hopefully you'll be working on some new bench guys so i think it's a good schedule to, to have some competition but also offer you offer tony and the, and the staff a chance to kind of build a rotation and get some experience and figure out what they have leading into the acc season um you know luckily they start at home in the acc so you know but then they they go on the road twice so but, you know it's once that ACC season gets going, it, it it's time to roll. There's there's no gimmies there.
0: Uh, For we speaking of the schedule, I, I'm gonna guess. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that um that on Saturday, January the nineteenth, you're going to be in uh, in Durham because I'm not allowed to go to Cameron Indoor anymore. Um, <laughs> so I, I hope that's on your calendar. Um, as you look at this thing, I, I want to ask you a slightly different question. Where are the spots where you like when you look at Virginia's schedule, I don't want to say which one which games you think they're going to lose, but which games you think are potential trouble spots. Give me like two or three, um, as you sort of go through it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm not exactly worried about them losing this particular game, but I am interested in that Marshall game on December 31st. That team is the exact opposite of UVA in how they play offense, and that'll be a really fun test for them. And I think that's why they scheduled the game, probably. Um, I mean, they just get out and run, and they're just going to shoot a bunch of threes and hope for the best. And you know what? It was good enough to beat West Virginia in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So um, that'll be a good test. That's not an untalented team either. So um, that one's on December 31st. I think Boston College on the road and Clemson on the road, these types of games, uh, they're not going to be as easy as maybe they have been in the past. Uh, BC obviously has a first-team All-ACC player, and Clemson's supposed to be, you know, they're, I think they're ranked. Um, so I think that they're going to be pretty good. Um, I mean, I, obviously, the league schedule to me kind of looks like it does in the past, right? I mean, you got a few games that stand out, the Duke-Carolina games. Um, Carolina's on the road um you play duke twice that stretch right there of miami duke at unc notre dame and then at virginia tech after that and then at louisville that is a pretty tough one um but in the past you know like we've looked at this sort of stuff and they've ended up fine you know it's like how are they going to win all these games and then they win four out of those five so um i'm not exactly i mean obviously a lot has to play out uh pitt and georgia tech will probably be bad wake will be bad i don't think they play any of those teams twice um it looks who do they get twice? They get Virginia Tech obviously, Duke. Uh this is great podcast material. <laughs> Louisville, Louisville obviously. Yeah. And then, and then uh, is there one more? Notre Dame maybe? Uh, yeah, Notre yes. Dame. Yes. Yeah. So, I think that that's a pretty fair schedule. It's not the easiest we've seen, but it's not the hardest.
0: Um, um
2: other than that, I mean, you know, there's it's the typical like it's hard to win on the road, you know, and not every home game's a gimme. So I think it'll be a challenging schedule, but I expect them to navigate it like they have in in the past.
0: Let's uh, we, Ferber will have to listen to this later, and because I didn't write any of these down, we're just gonna we're just gonna prop it up. Um, but let's go through them and 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 toss out some um, some answers here. Uh, Dave, who is Virginia's leading scorer this season? For the season, yeah, for call the season. guy. Okay, Ferber, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, I was going to say I'm going Dre too. Uh, who is who leads the team in rebounds, Dave? Hmm.
1: that's a tough one.
0: Don't you like how I didn't share these with you guys? I just basically yeah. just said let's do it. All right.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be. Uh, I'm going to have to go Momedy, but like who could end be, up being Dre or Key or <laughs> Jack? I don't know. I'll go Momedy.
0: Ferber, DeAndre Hunter. I w- I was going to say uh, DeAndre Hunter as well. All right. Who 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 plays the most minutes, Dave?
1: (sighs) These are good questions, Brad. You're good at this. Um, Maybe I have. I feel like it's got to be Kyle. Yeah, got to be Kyle.
0: Kyle guy. Okay, Ferber I'm gonna say Ty Jerome. I was gonna say Ty. Can you stop? I'm gonna start answering before you. Um, Dave, you can go again because we have a nice little um, little flavor here. Um, First loss of the season if you don't have the schedule mm. out, Ferber and I apparently do. So we can. Uh, no, nah,
1: I have got it. out, I'm just thinking.
0: All I know is it better not be in College Freaking Park when I'm there because. Oh, yeah. God.
1: Or I'm going to go I'm gonna go. whoever they play in the finals of the in, a, in okay. uh, the Bahamas. So either Butler or Dayton. Either Florida or Butler or Dayton or whoever. Yeah. What do you think, Ferber? At Boston
2: College.
0: <laughs> Look at you, January the 9th. I was going to January say, 9th. I second was actually gonna, ACC game. I was going to say Clemson. I don't know why but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
2: going to pick them to lose a game that I don't know who they're playing yet, but I kind of agree with Dave that they might lose a game there. That's the most likely, but South Carolina on the road, I don't really know if they're going to be any good. So I'm going to go at Boston College. Um,
0: how many uh, how many times will – well, let me rephrase this question. Um, how many minutes a game does Jay Huff play? <laughs>
1: Over the oh, whole you season, like, yeah, yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah, we want
0: to do, yeah, unicorn it up. How many? Minutes? I'm going to
1: say he averages 12 minutes a game. Wow. Okay. Man, that's a good number, Dave.
0: I'm going with uh, eight. I'm going with. I'm going to go 10. Okay. Um, how many? I think some non-conference
2: games he'll play a lot, and then I'll kind of skew it up fair. a little bit.
0: Um, does Cody Statman shirt? Yes. No. Oh, ho, ho, look at you. Uh, I say yes. Um, let's see. Uh, at the end of the season, oh my gosh, I totally just blanked on where the ACC tournament is. That's probably it's not in sure. Charlotte. Okay, you know what else happened in Charlotte? Uh, you know, so that's where say, the
2: ACC football championship yeah. is. Exactly.
0: There was something that happened at. I don't even. We don't even need to worry about it anymore. Uh, There's something that happened at Auburn, and I totally thought of him the other day, and it just made me laugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're you know, not I'm, giving report. They're oh, not see, That's right. Tip. Yeah, they they pulled access. All right. Um, when the when the ACC tournament gets to Charlotte, Virginia will be what seed, Dave? Um, one. Wow, look at you with a bullet, uh, Ferber. One. See this, my me picking them first was going to be a whole lot more because I expect you guys to be all hand ringing, and I get to be the. Captain Optimism over. Here. I mean, I'm just
2: doing that because of the other teams. Like, yeah, I think true. UVA is like the most. Like, we know what we're getting, and Duke will take their. They'll be good, probably because they always are. But they might take some time, like they always do. And then North Carolina, I think, is going to be really good, but they kind of have some of that same mojo going on this year. I
0: think. Um, game of the year, and you know what I mean hey, when I say. What was that? your answer? I, no, I said one. I said okay. one. I said one. Don't 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 boss me. Um. Game of the year and You know what I mean by that Like the best game Right um, Although maybe we should have talked about What the game of the year was last year But anyway Dave Best game of the year for, for UVA Best as in
1: Whatever oh what, The one Purple. I'll enjoy the most The one
0: Okay The one that is the most, <laughs> most exciting And the most fun so, The one that you wanted so to at be at last year
1: Would have been last year's Yes um, Yes I
0: don't yeah. think you would have wanted to You know You would have picked a tech game Just because it was exciting right,
1: it, It's going to See, it's going to either be at Duke or when we go to Virginia Tech. One of those two. I'll go Duke.
0: <laughs> what about you, Ferber? Yeah, um,
1: I think it's February
2: 18th in Blacksburg, and it's just because there's some there's some scores that need to be settled there,
0: <laughs> like that flange on the back of that one goal. Oh, um, I mean, they
2: beat them. They beat them last time they played. Didn't them, we like them by like, 25. Yeah, was, yeah, they won by like 30 points. Yeah, but it, it, I understand what you're saying. But then they got them back in Charlottesville, so uh, that's I would, kind of.
0: Referring to, I, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with the Duke game again. I just think I think it's great that they go there first. You know that the the, the the they don't come to Charlottesville and then go to Duke. I like that they go to Duke first. You um, can go
1: with it, but you can't go to it. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm allowed to to. Can I can I be in the greater Raleigh area? Can I be in the in the in the triangle, but not actually? Where were camera? last
1: year? You can be there in I the think, media room. No, I was
0: here. I I was. I don't want to be here. Boring, um, but I do think it. I only a watched game. the last
1: five minutes live, so I guess I got to do the same thing again. Apparently, all right. You, uh, I mean, that was the game of the year
2: too. Like that was the the probably the most fun game. Well, I mean, I guess the Louisville game was the craziest, but the the Duke game I think was the best game, like the best played game.
0: All right, last couple. Uh, you can't pick Virginia, but you want, but you got to pick one more team in the ACC to be good. Who is it? Duke. I'll go
2: first. <laughs> North Carolina.
0: Interesting, Duke. Is it weird? I, I, why am I talking myself into non-Duke and Carolina? I, I, I'm like, oh man, Boston College could be good. I mean, yeah, they lost, you know, what's his name, but like they're gonna be. And then I was like, no, you know what, Florida State could be good. And then are like, no, 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 it could be totally be Notre Dame. No, no, it could totally be Miami. I don't know why. I'm, I'm just gonna go with Carolina too. I think, uh, I think they're uh, other than but you. But I mean, Miami. I
2: mean, if you really think about it, look who the top teams were last year. And the number one team <laughs> was UVA. The number 2 seed was Duke, I believe. And then the 3 seed was some other team. I forget. It wasn't Carolina because Carolina was like the sixth seed. Oh, it was NC State. Or something. Yeah, what do we yeah. th-
0: All right. I, then, and then like mind.
2: Clemson was fourth.
0: I would have picked one I, I have this one more random question. The the most bobo team in the league. Which who's who's pulling up the seller? Cuz I don't think you can say Pitt anymore cuz I don't think Cape is going to be that bad. And Louisville, I think, is going to be improved. Um, yeah, I think Louisville. You know, I think it's going to be fit. You think it's going to be fit I pink?
2: think. I, I think. I mean, I'm not saying it's a
1: referendum on him. I just think they're going to be bad again. You want my but hottest I, take? I think the ACC top to bottom is going to be much better this year, like competitive wise, not necessarily strength yeah. of team wise. They had a,
2: they, I mean, we love ACC basketball, and they have a very competitive league at the top. But that bottom, like five or six ish last year, was bad. It was bad. terrible wake and georgia those teams were like
1: automatic wins almost i'm probably gonna say georgia tech pulls up the bottom
2: man
0: i'm telling you that that man's ad told him he wouldn't win a game (laughs) i knew knew georgia tech came up here all right can i just can i give you my hottest hot take uh, on acc basketball we all have to do one ready danny manny's gonna get burnt gonna get run How's that a hot take? I mean, are you? I don't know, Dave. Have you have you thought? of Have you seen many uh people talking about how Danny Manning's going to that Wake Forest is going to be awful again? He's going to get fired at the end of the year. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. I, I, it's I ACC basketball. I'm just saying um, he's going to get run. All right, what give me a, give me one hot take and we'll wrap this up.
1: Uh, I'll give you mine. Um I think Virginia Tech is going to be terrible this year. Um <laughs> Well, no, okay. I think Virginia Tech only wins six games in conference this year.
0: Okay. Wow, wow, Dave. Okay, I mean, I just said to yeah. do probably gonna get. Fired no, I remember
1: that if I'm wrong, so it doesn't matter.
0: Oh no, no, we will remember Ferber, What's your hot take?
1: Um,
2: man, see, you guys already did like bad stuff. I feel like I got to do something positive.
0: No, man, um, be speak your truth. Be me. Man. Be you. Do you? Call your own number.
2: Syracuse is going to be five
0: hundred. Syracuse is actually one of those teams I flirted with, uh, uh, saying they they uh, the team other than UVA. I they, I mean,
2: I I understand why people think they're going to be good, but they they always have talent. That's true. People, have, I mean, like if you have zone buster players, you can beat this team, and they struggle to score. Like I mean, they had Battle and Brissett, all those guys last year, they couldn't score. So what's going to be different this year?
0: Well, last year they couldn't play defense though.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like they were scoring like 50 points a game. I mean, I don't know what the number was for the whole season, but they were really struggling to score. Um, I just, I think they're going to have the same problem. I think that they're going to be pretty mediocre.
0: All right, if we, if we, if we do the question where you say you, you can pick one guy from somebody else's team and put him on UVA's team, would we agree that not to take
1: Zion Williamson? <laughs> I wouldn't take him if we agreed. Didn't agree to it.
0: Honestly, I would take Cam Reddish in a heartbeat. Yeah,
1: like, I'd take RJ Barrett maybe. You should say returning
0: players only. All right. Okay, of the returning that just players. Makes four, yeah. Players right. the players go into ACC media. Alright, well table. then then it's gonna be Brissett because like that dude is exactly yeah. what UVA needs. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Jerome Robinson. I'm trying to David. think,
2: is there like a center out there? I
0: don't, just, um, I mean there
2: is, but I can't think of anybody who's, the,
0: the, who's the dude who's the dude you're gonna miss most seeing out there? Mine is Mock Mood from Louisville I miss I'm gonna miss him.
2: Oh, what's the guy's name? Um, the poor guy that just is playing his heart out for Georgia Tech last year, and he was like dying. Oh, um, <laughs> the center. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: shoot.
2: And he literally looked like he was going <laughs> to die. Yeah, he got <laughs> so red.
0: Poor ben, 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 ben Lambers, man. Ben Lambers. Ben always looked like he. Uh, ben Lambers always looked like he really needed an oxygen mask. Really. really Grayson bad.
1: Allen. I'm going to miss Grayson Allen.
0: No, I'm not going to miss him. <laughs> I'm not going to miss him yeah, at all.
2: Played. I'm just so tired of him.
0: Yeah, it would be nice yeah. to have an ACC season without any any Grayson drama. Yeah, um, well, if only his father hadn't tried to assassinate JFK. All right. Um, <laughs> any parting shot? Oh, no, that any was his
2: dad, so it would have been Grayson's uh, grandfather. Or no, okay, so you're saying that okay. Grayson Allen is Ted Cruz? Yeah, not. that's what I was saying. Okay, yeah, I got you.
0: but then you just <laughs> totally blew up by joke, so that that makes for great audio. Okay, I got uh, parting it, yeah. shots. Give me if, any other thoughts on on uh, basketball before the season opener next week.
1: I mean, mine would be – I think we'd be a little remiss if we didn't mention the fact that Ron Sanchez won't be on the bench this year. Like, he and Tony are really close, and that dude is a hell of a coach. Um, he's going to do big things somewhere. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Probably you know, in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll start there, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah, know, with Tony, you know, Tony and Richie, like there was a lot of talk when, when Richie left, but, you know, Tony and Ron had a much longer coaching relationship, so – um what does that do? How, how does Tony? I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, I don't know. I'm happy for Ron, though. I like the guy.
0: Um, what about you, Ferber?
1: Yeah.
2: Speaking of him, I am, I think I tweeted this when he left, but I will never understand how that dude would go from sweatpants to a suit <laughs> in like a minute. He would come out for warmups in like a sweatsuit, and then he'd be walking out there on the court shaking hands with Rick Pitino at five minutes later um, in a full suit. Right. Um I am I am like, I mean, I know that the the internet awaits, but I am kind of interested to see what happens with Jay Huff this year. Because, I mean, the dude just, I mean, we don't see much of him, but when we do, he shows flashes. And and I trust Tony in the fact that he, there's a reason he's not playing. But, I mean, the dude has potential. And and I think that we might be able to see some of that this year, even if he doesn't play, you know, big starters minutes.
1: Uh, the one thing, <laughs> maybe I should have said this one instead, the, the one thing that kind of cracks me up is, Dre hunter is a remarkable talent right i mean everything plays well he's probably a lottery pick this year but if mamadi like makes the jump that he's capable of making he could theoretically go ahead of deandre hunter in the draft yeah um and that that's crazy to me
2: the only thing that's kind of working against him and it doesn't get talked about a lot is his age
1: yeah it does yeah
2: but I mean, like that, that doesn't necessarily mean he can't play in the NBA. It just, it's something that goes into consideration. Because yeah, here's my, here's my like other to...
0: hot take. You ready for my other hot take? And this is yeah. my parting shot. Tony Bennett's going to win ACC Coach of the Year again.
2: Oh, my <laughs> God. They'd have to go like 18 and 0.
0: I'm just going to tell you, he's going to do it again. You watch. You watch. Uh, there, might,
2: there might be a UVA coach winning ACC Coach of the Year pretty soon.
0: Well, I think that one might be in the bag. But that's neither here nor there Want to right, thank everybody the out there for continuing to support the podcast Want to thank uh, Dave and Ferber for giving graciously Of their time as always If you are someone who found the show Because you found the website uh, Please feel free to um, you know Give us a review Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify Whatever that is on Android All the, all the fun places for you to get uh, your shows Reviews help uh, spread the word and get us out there If you are somebody who found the podcast Haven't looked at the site Give us a look uh, We have a lot of content uh, that you might want to read. Actual content, not like, you know, clickbait nonsense um, that you'll find on the internet. Um, give us a look at com. Uh, again, want to thank David Spence. Wow, why did I say David? That was very strange. want to thank Dave and Ferber again for uh, being on the show. Uh, we're 281 episodes in, which continues to blow my mind, and I'll say that regularly, but whatever. Um, so, again, thanks everybody out there for uh, listening to the show. For Dave and Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.